joined by Dave from Cobalt Banker, and you have a guest with us today, correct? I do, I do, and Joel, thanks for having us on the world-famous trading post here in Malakoff. I have a friend of mine, Aubrey Jones. Aubrey is an attorney at law with Stark Jones and Stormont PLLC. They are in the Athens Town Square on the south side on Corsicana, I believe, right, That's Aubrey? Correct. You bet you 110 East Corsicana Street. Okay, and, and we'll have plenty of time to make sure they have your phone number, email address, whatever it is you would like for everybody to have. You bet. Okay. Absolutely. But I got to, we were talking about this in the lobby and I was thinking about it on the way over and um, kind of reminiscing a bit about the work that we've done together as well. But the thing that kept rolling uh, around in my mind was that old Red Adair saying, okay, if you think a professional is expensive, try letting an amateur do it. Absolutely. Right? Oh, Red knew what he was talking about. <laughs> See, lots of amateurs try to take care of their own legal business, and he talked about some of the biggest screw-ups you could ever find, and it costs more to try to fix it than it would have to do it right in the first place. No, this, this is true. This is true. I think uh, the, there's a similar sort of thing that happens in the real estate business. Um, say, you know, people that try and sell their properties on their own, which is certainly doable. Um, but quite often, um, people find... And data would support that if you work with a licensed agent, somebody that's plugged into your local market, you can make more for your property and get better value um, for your money. But um, being a real estate agent, I can tell you that there's innumerable situations that I've been involved in that... uh, touched on the things that we're going to talk about today. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Primarily, those things would be estate planning. Yes. Will preparation. Right. And um, powers of attorney. Correct. I, if myself, I've either personally been involved in, in purchasing real estate that touched on all of those, or I'd say at least half of the situations that I've been involved with from a sales perspective involve things like irrevocable living trust and life estates and um, powers of attorney, all of those things, okay? Yes. Um, but uh, just to kind of harken back to where you and I met, we worked on, a, um, I had contacted you. I like, I like talking to lawyers and accountants, um, you know, uh, professionals that work in and around, you know, assets and asset protection, okay? And um, it just so happened when you and I first met that you had a case, where you were representing somebody that was not a family member of an individual that had passed, but that individual had written on a yellow legal pad, if I recall correctly. I believe that's right, yeah. What his wishes were, um, there were some extenuating um, circumstances, potential, uh, you know, a common law wife or, or a previous relationship, somebody that had expressed interest but created pain yeah. In the process. A little bit of trouble there, you bet. But luckily, your client contacted you, and you were able to smooth her through the situation. Um, and then we got involved and enabled her to really get the maximum dollar for a property that was a problem. But tell us a little bit more about that. Exactly right. That was a difficult situation there where a young woman had been a longtime friend of the uh, decedent's family and the decedent, and had been somewhat of a caregiver also uh, uh, quite a bit over the last few years. And so the... Uh, deceased person had uh, written his own, uh, tried to write his own little will on a piece of legal paper, like you said, which was better than nothing. And it was not much better, but it was somewhat better. 
at least it was clear enough that a judge would agree with us that he was trying to leave his property to this young woman who certainly deserved it. She earned it from all the, the good things she had done for this man and his family. Uh, and so uh, uh, the property, though, was uh, we found out was not a prime property by any means. And I still want to thank you again, David, for your diligence and your patience in trying to market this uh, piece of property, which is not the most desirable, uh, to say the least. Uh, and it had a house on it that was about to fall down, and a shed and some other problems with it, too. And uh, anyway, I also had a mortgage against it, and that's another thing that, uh, of course, the young woman who had come to me, she didn't realize, you know, what all kind of problems it had. And, I, uh, and at that time, she was catching some flack from the person that claimed to be a, a common law wife, I believe, and possibly another person claiming to be a, an heir. And uh, we got that straightened out, thank goodness, and we got the, got the uh, uh, handwritten will admitted to probate. and. Uh, that's when you and I had uh, gotten in contact with each other, and uh, uh, and I thought, yes, ex exactly, that's what I need right now as a professional real estate agent to help market this property. And because this, uh, I'd already begun to realize this is not going to be the easiest thing to market, and so it's going to take somebody with some real diligence and some real dedication to do it. So, well, I, but but why, Aubrey? I mean, this thing only had a gas pipeline easement right through the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was situated right next to, you remember the big uh, chicken farm case that came through to the yes, county? Yes, I surely do. Okay, it was right next to one of the chicken farms that got shut down. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. there was this kind of perpetual wafting smell that continually came over from over there. That's right, a lingering and, odor, um, right. you know, And then you had the house that was, you know, basically... Uh, it was all mold and animal manure. <laughs> That's right. And, I mean, you could bulldoze it and throw a match on it, but it wouldn't have burned because it was too wet. <laughs> exactly. But we got we got about 15% better than market for the acreage. Yes. yes. And we actually got a decent price. Um, our client was quite pleased with that. But it was a it was a bit of a bear. It was a bit of a bear, you betcha. But uh, we held off the mortgage company uh, long enough to give us time to sell the doggone place. Right. And got it done, and uh, got some money in the pocket of the uh, young woman there. And right. So uh, uh, and and did quite well with it. But uh, that's just another example there. We we need professionals working together, and so we did. And I again appreciate your good help on all that too. No, it, was, it was my pleasure, but it's, you know, one thing I do as a real estate agent is I spend a lot of time doing what we call in the business driving for dollars, okay? Yeah. You're just out there in the countryside on the country roads and farm roads and, you know, just looking around for properties that seem to be in distress, uh -huh. yeah. which there's more than most of us think, That's okay? There's, there's quite a bit, okay? Invariably... What I do when I find those, I'll make a note of them, get into the records, look at court documents and stuff like that and discover almost all of those are situations that could have been alleviated by a family, you know, hiring a legal professional to shore up a few things. Yes. And, okay. And you got a, You got an individual that is elderly, passes away, has multiple kids all of whom have graduated, gotten out of school. They're off and they have a life someplace else. They could live in Peoria, Illinois, yeah. you know, whatever. But, you know, the folks didn't take care of their estate. Right. And, you know, if, if, if any of us, Joel, any of us, you know, if, if any of us don't take care of our estate, the state will. Well, ultimately they will, David. If I could follow up on the, uh, the example you just gave, let's say the person does pass away and he's got multiple children, 
and they all live uh, all scattered all over the place. And let's say this person uh, did not want to spend the money to go have a proper will done or to set up a proper trust or some other estate planning mechanism, uh, then of course, uh, under the state laws of inheritance, then that property passes to all these kids. Now let's say if he has six kids and they're scattered around from, as you say, Peoria, Illinois, all the way down to Brownsville, Texas, and then you got some in Florida and some in California, none of them are going to want to come back here to manage this property or to live on it, probably. If they did, it might make things a little bit easier, but uh, usually they've got their own lives going. And so they're all equal shareholders of this property. The question now is what happens with it? Uh, taxes still have to be paid on that property. Uh, hopefully at least one of those kids will step forward and pay the taxes. Sometimes it doesn't happen. I'm dealing with some property right now uh, in a couple of tax suits where uh, that scenario is what happened and, and so we now we've got a problem. Uh, I think there's one I'm dealing with personally uh, uh, where I think there's about five kids involved and I think one has expressed some interest in holding onto this property. So this person will need to ante up you know, for the past due taxes. And uh, if we can uh, get that person to, to do that, so I can preserve it for this person if they're willing to do it. But anyhow, those are things that have to be taken into consideration. And uh, sometimes one kid uh, will move on to the property and claim it all for himself and say, okay, this is mine now. Well, it's really not. It's, he still shares that in ownership with his other four siblings, but he thinks it's his. And so there you got a family squabble going on. And uh, unfortunately, uh, old uh, smoldering resentments and uh, grudges could come to the forefront between siblings in a situation Very like unfortunate, this. agreed. Very yeah. unfortunate, and uh, uh, this seems to be a place that brings forward these types of old feelings, which makes it all the more difficult to settle in a state. And um, things could have been possibly avoided to, to a large extent if the parent had had a proper will and said, I'm gonna leave this will, leave my property, he can still say, I'm going to leave it to all my kids, but I'm going to leave it to so-and-so as in charge of it to offer it for sale and get a, uh, a fair market price for the property, then distribute the proceeds to my children in equal shares. You know, that would have been easier right there and would have been easier for the children, too. And is it is it not, and I'm sorry to interrupt, is it okay. not possible, too, because I think we have situations like this in our office where somebody could stipulate in their will that I would like for... Um, my estate, at least the real estate holdings, to be represented by a specific brokerage. Uh, they certainly could. You betcha. Uh, absolutely. They could say, I direct that it be administered uh, by Coldwell Banker, and by, I, I hereby uh, you know, recommend David Evans for it, you know, right. and something, something to that effect. Now, well, if there's somebody that an individual trusts and knows yeah. and has a long-standing relationship, yeah. and they know that they'll mind the store and, and take yeah. good care of it, yeah, uh, and unfortunately, there's not. There are situations where they don't feel like that's something they're going to get, you know, that that tender love and care, even within their own family. You betcha. Because, exactly. Yes. And you see it more than me. I know. I mean, there's, there's, gosh, I, I'm just like you. I, I'm, I'm thinking about what I'm working on right now. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. Those you know, situations. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I had a friend contact me um, through my uh, website on my landing page in my website, which is realtordavidevans.com. On my landing page, there is a little a blur, a bubble in the bottom right. You can click on it, send me a text or me an email or whatever. But she says, "Hey, you know, we're taking my mom is uh, in hospice now, and we're taking care of her estate." 
and she has uh, given it to all of me and my sisters to take care of this estate. Well, none of us agree on what it is we need to do. <laughs> of course not. Because, course I mean, there, everybody has different priorities in different current situations. I mean, there's one gal that's like, hey, you know, she's, she's retired and she's got her pension. She's got her life and her family and her assets. But there's one sister that, well, she needs that money yesterday. Okay, so now they're all arm wrestling and there's ill will. And, and although it sounds like they did some work to, to kind of prep it up and, and, and get it pointed the right direction, maybe they could have done a little bit more to really specify what happens and when. Possibly so. If they had sought legal counsel early enough on that, then the lawyer could have pointed out some potential problems such Pitfalls. as this one that you're dealing with right now. And that some steps could have been taken to try to alleviate those ahead of time and avoid them. And uh, I would say this to the parents, this is what I tell the parents a whole lot when they say, I don't know if I want to go to this much trouble or this much expense. I say, look, you're not doing this for yourself. You're doing this for your kids. If you give a hoot about your kids or your grandkids, you'll take steps now to make things as easy for them as possible whenever you're gone. Now, if you don't give a hoot about your kids, you want them to be in disarray, you want them to fight each other, then go ahead. <laughs> There's an easy way to do that. But most loving parents don't want to leave it like that. And so, in this case, David, like you're talking about, I wish I could have talked to this lady uh, beforehand, or is she still uh, uh, still in a uh, frame of mind where she is able to make legal decisions and business decisions. It's not too late to try to jump in there and try to fix some things and plan some things up, if See, that's possible. Great segue, right? Yeah. Powers of attorney. Yep, power of attorney, that's another thing. A uh, power of attorney gives someone the right or the power to deal in your business for you. Now, I tell people that a power of attorney makes somebody able to do for you practically anything you could do business-wise. And I had one elderly gentleman, when I was explaining this to him one day, he said, my gosh, it sounds like this person could sell my house out from under me. And I said, yes, sir, he could. So it's got to be somebody you really trust, somebody that you've got real confidence in because Powers of attorney have been abused, that's, that's true. But more often than not though, they've come in very, very handy and have been lifesavers in many situations that I've dealt with. So uh, uh, there is a real need of, uh, or a real usefulness for a power of attorney. We have two powers of attorney, a power of attorney for business purposes and a power of attorney for medical care decisions. And I tell people, I say, you'll make your own health care decisions as long as you're able. but. What if you're in a terrible car wreck and you're in a coma, or you have a terrible stroke and you're in a coma and you can't make a decision? You've designated somebody in this power of attorney to make the healthcare decision for you, to give permission for surgery or whatever has to be done, you know, to save your life. And so that's part of the basic estate plan package. The basic package is the will itself, uh, the power of attorney for business, which we call a durable power of attorney, then the power of attorney for healthcare, and then one other thing called a directive to physicians, and that is sometimes called a living will, which is a term I don't like to use because it's confusing. It's not about living, it's about dying. And it's not a will, it's a directive. And it says that uh, if I have been found to have a terminal condition, which legally that means I'm expected to die within six months, regardless of the treatment available, then I want to be kept comfortable, but otherwise just let nature take its course let me die naturally. Don't keep me alive or prolong my, my, my existence by some artificial means like a ventilator or something like that. And so you've heard of some very egregious cases 
where uh, there were court fights over whether or not to terminate uh, the, uh, uh, the ventilators and things like that that were prolonging some people's lives. There was a famous case out of Florida many years ago that uh, I can't think of the name of the case, but it was one in, involving a person like that. And uh, anyway, you as a person now who knows what he or she is doing, you've made that decision for everybody else. Right. You said, if I've been bound to be terminal, okay, great, yeah, keep me alive, but uh, don't prolong my, my life artificially. You know, right. let, let nature take its course. Now, Texas law does give you the choice to have your life prolonged if you want it to. If you've got to tell clients, I said, if you've got the money uh, or you've got good enough insurance that'll pay for something like that, that'll keep you alive, yeah, you can do it. I've only had two clients who have chosen to do that. Both of them are older men, and both of them had basically the same reason for doing it. Both said, uh, well, if they can keep me alive, maybe they can find a miracle cure and I'll get lucky, and they can uh, bring me back and restore me to what I was. And uh, well, I told that to a client who was a, a nurse of mine, and she chuckled and said that the, those poor guys, they don't realize that what they bring back ain't going to be what they were, you know, beforehand. And so they're going to be disappointed no matter what. So anyway, that's not a great idea either. But you do have that right in Texas. But the vast, vast majority of people choose the, the former uh, alternative, that is, keep me comfortable, but otherwise let nature take its course. Right. I've got a dear friend who said, if I'm on my way to heaven, I don't want anybody jerking me back. <laughs> Love that. That's, I like that. That's a good saying. Well, <laughs> so, uh, real quick, uh, I have one question here yes, about sir. that. Now, about the living will and what we were talking about, or the power of attorney. What if someone is uh, actively dying and their will has their property going to someone? And then the power of attorney, would they be able to still sell that out from under them even though it's in the will? Uh, the, the power of attorney does give someone the power to handle that business uh, as long as that person is alive who gave the power of attorney. And that's a very good point, Joel, that you brought up. Uh, a power of attorney is, is good only as long as the maker of that power of attorney is alive. When that person dies, then the power of attorney dies also. And that's a very uh, widely held misconception. Some people think the power of attorney just goes on and on, but it does not. Uh, it dies when the person dies, but what takes over then is the will. Okay. Okay, well, good to know, because I'm kind of in that situation right now. Uh, I'm going to definitely be talking to you soon. Very uh, good. Now, give us uh, your number again. Okay, my uh, phone number is uh, 903-675-5691. And again, for your listeners, my name is Aubrey Jones. That's spelled A as in apple, U, B as in boy, R-E-Y, last name Jones. Kind of an uncommon first name, but a very common last name. Our office in the downtown square in Athens, Texas, on the south side of it, 110 East Corsicana Street. I do have an email if you want to use that. It's a convoluted email. It's a long story behind this, but here it goes. It's Aubrey Jones Law, that's A-U-B as in boy, R-E-Y-J-O-N-E-S-L-A-W, at embarkmail.com. That's E-M as in Mary, B as in boy, A-R-Q, then M as in Mary, A-I-L.com. So you can get me either way. I'd be very glad to meet with any of you. Awesome. And how do they get in touch with you, Dave? Coldwell Banker American Dream Realty is on is at 600 West Main in Gun Barrel City. We're next to the First Baptist Church and right across from the O'Reilly's. Okay, 
We have a very large storefront there. Our phone number is area code 903-887-7055. And our website is coldwellbankeradr.com. Myself, you can find me at realtordavidevans.com. Easy to find. And you can shoot me a note straight from my landing page. Perfect. And then uh, I will get you this recording here today. And uh, you'll be back not next week, but next next week, right? Or will you be back with Brett and Eric next week? I might come with the Killian brothers. They are very entertaining and we always have fun. But for sure, myself, I'll be here um, week after next. Awesome and great. First time flying solo. You did great today. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Aubrey. Thank you, guys. I've enjoyed it very much. Thanks Absolutely. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you. I'll take you up on that. We're going to hop into this break. We'll be back right after this.